Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I preview the Super Bowl. And Joe, I was at the game uh, last year. This year is a different world. All the interviews are virtual. Very different. You basically, they're all kind of Zoom-like, and so you can bounce from one box to the other. You, you know, to ask a question, you raise a hand, just like we're all doing uh, remotely for all of our businesses. The biggest difference, though, is, you know, there used to be such craziness uh, for media day, which became media night, that you had thousands of people many international, you had people, uh, you had broadcasters, uh, famously one showed up in a wedding dress and asked Tom Brady once if she wanted a marriage. So none of this craziness. There's still some few, a few crazy questions. Uh, NFL Canada or one of the Canadian affiliates asked Patrick Mahomes uh, his favorite thing about Canada and quick on his feet, Mahomes had a big smile and goes, Larry, Larry Tardif. I thought that was a good off-the-cuff answer. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting but very different Super Bowl week. Oh, I could only imagine, Jeff. I mean, just seeing, you know, things like, you know, I saw Patrick's little presser he did and just to see somebody on Zoom like that where if you go back to the before times, as my daughter's call, you know, this all before the all the COVID stuff started, you know, you, you see – you know, 50 people with the microphones and the iPhones and the recorders all sticking in somebody's face and the big bright lights and, you know, the big media day inside the stadium and just, you know, big stages set up all over the place. And so what a different world, you know, this is. I mean, look, Jeff, I think one of the big things is that the Chiefs aren't going until Friday, right? I mean, to, to Tampa. So it, in some ways they're treating it like it's a like a game, and like yeah. a regular game. And, you know, we're normally – I think it was like a rule that the teams had to come in like Saturday oh, yeah. or Sunday before. So you got a whole week there. There's big dinners. There's the, you know, they do the Walter Payton award, big gala and all that different stuff that goes on before a Super Bowl. It just isn't, you know, it's not going to happen. It, so. it might be easier for both teams, you know, fewer distractions. And, and the, it is really funny too, but like, you know, usually when, when for your office meetings and stuff, you're doing zoom and you see the people, the since there's so many people on these interviews these press conferences they don't see them until you like ask a question so it's got to be weird for the players are just staring at the screen with like one guy pops up then another at least joe i hope that's the case because there's been some cases where i've been wearing a robe and here's you know been uh you know i'm juggling a newborn here so uh, <laughs> exactly. let's hope that's the case exactly yeah you're definitely going business casual uh <laughs> on these press conferences so yeah it's got to be it's got to be different right it's a new world we're dealing with and all these, um, you know, we have to pivot and make make sort of do with what we're given at this time. And and I think, you know, listen, I think the NFL has done a, a really good job in in a lot of ways with with handling COVID. Jeff, you and I talked about this a lot. We thought by now the NFL would at least be in some kind of a, um, you know, uh, let's call it a quarantine, you know, bubble, sort of bubble. Yeah. And they didn't, they never had to do it. You know, we've, you know, it's not over yet. I heard that expression today. I was listening to to the television and some sports, you know, show was on and it's not over yet. I mean, you know, there's a chance that Kilgore 
and Robinson, you know, Patrick Mahomes, for some reason, was very positive about them being back. I guess from what I had read, it was a, you know, it was a barber that they right. both went and got their hair cut. And, and, and the uh, fact that it was just a contact that it sounds like they didn't contract it themselves, hopefully that it was just, they came into close contact with somebody. So hopefully yeah, and everybody was masked up and it wasn't somebody living in their household. No. Right? I mean, they say the less time that you spend with somebody and hopefully they were in a more an open environment, maybe in a large little barbershop or something, but you know, it's just so the, you know, it's not over yet. Right. I mean, you still got, you were still going to be tested and they'll still, you know, we still got uh, several more days before game time. So hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed, knock on a lot of wood that, you know, those guys can come back and that and, and no one else tests positive or comes into any contact now. I mean, I, I can only imagine right now, everybody's pretty locked down, you know, sure. I mean, just kind of keeping it within their little family pods until, you know, until, you know, the season's over and then, you know, maybe they can expand their horizons a little bit, but for right now, I know, they want to play in the game they're going to have to be careful that's right joe because the super bowl is here and you can get in on all the action at betonline.ag tampa bay the first team in history to play for the title on their home field is currently a three and a half point underdog and against kansas city the chiefs of course looking for back-to-back titles for the first time in almost two decades and really i like the line i think that's about what the margin is going to be but in case you think differently or if you want to go on another bet, BetOnline has hundreds of props on the game, including game MVP, margin of victory, and even the length of the national anthem. Always available online or on your mobile device, visit BetOnline today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for you. It's different for me. One thing is certain. Every day there's an opportunity to win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. The new lucky number scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Joe, we both, uh, we're talking off air, we both think this is going to be a really good game, a competitive game. Give, give the listeners... Uh, a matchup to watch something you're really going to keep your your eye on well i mean here we go again right mr o-lineman um you know i i i really do think that this game is going to be one up front for for a couple of reasons um and i if i were to if i could only watch one side of the ball as it relates to the offensive versus defensive line it's got to be what we'll call this makeshift offensive line of the chiefs um versus a really strong defensive line for Tampa Bay. And, and I think that to me, the way that they handle those guys more importantly in the running game, because, you know, we know, look, we've been talking about it all season. Patrick finds a way to elude the rush, right? So whether or not, you know, the, the, the chiefs struggle with their pass protection, unless, you know, we'll use the bullfighter analogy unless the, the old lineman for, the Chiefs just Olay block and throw the red cape up and let Indomica Sue and, you know, <laughs> Jason Pierre-Paul just run right through unabated to the quarterback, you know, that Patrick's going to find a way to get into the open spot. So, you know, it's just going to, you know, Vita V is back, um, you know, for, for the, for the Bucks. I mean, you got Sue Golson is a strong defensive lineman. I mean, I, th- I think it's, that's to me going to be the battle is how can this, sort of shifted around offensive line for the Chiefs. Thank goodness that, you know, 
That's what great organizations do. They build depth, right? I mean, we'll keep our fingers crossed that Daniel Kilgore makes it back because without him, they really, they, they lose a lot of really veteran depth. So, you know, they did it right in the off season, you know, picking Wisniewski back up, um, you know, when LDT decided to, you know, do the honorable thing and Mike Remmers, how key is he? He's Remmers. Well, yeah, he's starting he, he, at left tackle. Yeah. Next in, on the list, obviously he was, that was huge pickup um, getting him early on. And, and I think it's, it's paying off, right? Depth is everything. If anybody's taking any lessons out there, if any GMs or aspiring general managers out there are, you know, thinking about how a team stays together, depth, you know, veteran depth where you can afford it. And especially on the O-line, uh, you know, because you're seeing it happen with the Chiefs right now. So long, story, long answer to a short question, Jeff. If it were me and I could only watch one matchup in one position group, I mean, there's going to be a lot of crazy things going on with the Legion of Zoom and Tom Brady with Gronk and Tom's good, really good receivers. But, I, you know, that's kind of a – that's table stakes. The sizzle is really going to be up front this Bucks defensive line, which is really solid, against a def- an offensive line for the Chiefs that's kind of, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're, they're patching it up right now. So that's, that's where I think this game's going to be won or lost. Joe, I was thinking of my – what I was going to say for my matchup to watch, and I should have thought of something else because I should have known that you would come up with the offensive line. And, but I totally, I totally agree. You're not being partial to your former position group. This, this is where I think the game is – I also agree where the, the game is going to be won. I'm a little bit more concerned – yeah, Mahomes is so elusive and his toe is feeling healthy. Um, so I, I agree with you on that, but I'm a little more concerned about the pass rush uh, of that Buccaneers defense uh, than you are. They, you know, they tied for fourth in the NFL with 48 sacks. And they, mm-hmm. um, they sacked Rogers, uh, Aaron Rodgers five times in the NFC championship game. Now the chiefs have a good, they've been beat up all season. Mitchell Schwartz, I think is their best lineman. And he's, he's been out um, for a long stretch because of back injury, very, very unlikely uh, he's going to play. But even with his absence and assembly going out, um, the Chiefs only allowed 24 sacks, fifth in the few, fewest in the NFL, despite you know throwing the third uh, most time. So they've they they can work with a patchwork line, but losing Eric Fisher, their blindside protector to Mahomes, I think is a big issue. I mean, they were Joe they, when Eric Fisher, who had a uh, sports hernia last year and missed some time, they were 11 and 0 when Fisher started. So I. Yeah. Uh, and you know when he wasn't there, they were kind of a 500 team. Now they had other injuries, including Mahomes and Chris Jones when he was yeah. out there, but still significant. So I, yeah. I agree that 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 is the uh, matchup to watch for sure. Stats are stats, Jeff, and you you know you wrote about it in Forbes, right? I mean, they're what they're three and three in 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 the last two seasons when Eric Fisher does not start and Patrick Mahomes starts. And they're 27 and one when Patrick Mahomes starts and Eric Fisher starts. So look, stats are stats. And, and there's something to be said for that. Like you said, there's all these little subtle nuances of somebody else might've been hurt in those games or, you know, they, they were, it was, you know, throwaway game, whatever, you know, whatever it might be, but still it, it, the numbers speak for themselves. And, and I think it's amazing when, you know, you pick, you, you brought up a simile, right? It's not that we forgot about him, but like you start thinking about, right? No Mitchell Schwartz. No assembly, right? Uh, Duvernay Tardif is, you know, 
opts not to play because of COVID and, and taking care of patients up in Canada, right? And, and being, being a doctor and doing that honorable thing. So then you throw in the Eric Fisher thing. I mean, it's been, that's four major starters yeah. that are not part of that, of a group of five. And they <laughs> you know? even drafted uh, Lucas Niang, who I think they had a, you know, high host for, and he opted out too. So, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, the other, it's funny, so much of this game, we're of course, so concerned about the offensive line here. <laughs> what everyone's going to be talking about is Brady Mahomes. And, yeah. and I, I know that you've said countless times, you know, that's, it, it's, it's fun to talk about, but you know, they're not really facing each other. But uh, one of the interesting things I think about Brady is it's amazing what he's doing at 43, you know, probably the greatest quarterback of all time, 10 Super Bowls, all that. I think at this point, um, he really is a game manager. And I don't necessarily mean that as a negative, but that that's what he does. He's the Buccaneers have the amount of weapons that really can rival chiefs. One of the few teams with so many receivers, you know, good tight ends, uh, two good running backs. Uh, Br- Brady's not what he was. So I think, it's easy for people to get lost kind of in the mythology of Tom Brady and, and, and the greatness. I think for him, it's just limiting mistakes. You know, he, um, he threw interceptions in both of the last two games against the Chiefs, he threw three in the, the NFC uh, championship game. So I think for, for him, you know, it's not this, oh, Brady versus uh, Mahomes, as sexy as that might sound. It's, you know, I, I think that when people are thinking about the matchups, it's, it's more uh, Brady kind of moving the offense, getting it to his playmakers, keeping Mahomes off the field rather than this. Uh, that, that's kind of how I see the, the much talked about quarterback matchup. Yeah, Jeff, it's interesting to see, right? I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm into the social media thing, and, and I'll never forget at the beginning of the season when things weren't going all that well for the Bucks. There were those memes out there of Tom Brady sitting with that, like, almost pouty look on the sideline. And, you know, some of the me- the funny memes were, you know, when when the job recruiter, you know, tells you that the job really wasn't for you, you know, and it's like, there he is sitting with that look on his face, like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? And, and you know, listen, whether you want to argue it or not, you know, there's a lot of Chiefs fans out there that have a real affinity for Joe Montana. Obviously, I know I do as far as, you know, always wanting to keep him in that mix as the great, you know, one of oh, the greatest sure. me, ever. Me too. Yeah. Yo, Tom Brady's been to 10 Super Bowls, and he's doing it now with a Buccaneers team that, you know, at the beginning of the season, I think people were wondering, like, if Tom Brady should have just hung it up. Yeah, right. And, and here they are. They're in the Super Bowl. They beat the Packers, you know, in Green Bay. So, you know, it's – I don't know. There's something to be said for championship DNA. I know it's a term we use a lot on our show, but he's got it. And if there's – if there's a time it's going to come out, it's going to be in this game. No, it's not. You know, he hasn't won every Super Bowl he's been in, right? So we know that. I, I know that personally being an Eagles fan and watching the Eagles beat them in 2017. And, you know, the way they did it is they rushed up the middle and just got in his face. I mean, they they really limited his vision in that game. He That's why he wasn't as effective. Um, I'm hoping that the Chiefs can have, you know, the Coach Bagnola can put some kind of a rush together. Since that he did keep... that himself too, that was another team to defeat Brady in the Super Bowl when they won his uh, Spagnuolo's uh, Giants one seventeen to fourteen against the Patriots. Yeah, so he knows, you know, he's going to know how to play Tom Brady. He's going to know what's going to keep him from, you know, from being effective. And um, you know, he's got some weapons. I mean, Mike Evans is tough. Godwin. I mean, you know, Cameron Brait, the Harvard, Harvard, you know, tight end. I mean, 
Leonard Fournette, still Leonard Fournette. I mean, he, you know, he's he's if he's got one game left in him, maybe this is the one that he he pulls out all the stops. So it's it's I think it's going to be a really good game, Jeff. And going back to you know, when you were reading the ad, I think that is a good line. I really do. I think the mm-hmm. game. I think the Chiefs win by seven. I know I'm making my prediction early in our pod here, but I think the Chiefs win by seven. But I think it's going to be a really good game. And I I, I know I say it all the time because I love high scoring games. You know, nobody wants to watch a, a 10 to 7 Super Bowl, but I, I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to be in the 30s for both teams. And I think the Chiefs are going to are going to score last and win. And, um, you know, they're going to do a lot of their scoring in the second and third quarter because we know they're not a big first quarter team. Mm-hmm. And we just got to hope that Brady, you know, as a Chiefs fan, you just got to hope that Brady doesn't jump on that. And, you know, we don't want the Chiefs 14 to nothing down at the at the at the end of the first quarter. Right. We just don't. That's what we don't want. Even though we know Patrick doesn't get rattled and, and our defense can, can, uh, you know, can do a really great job of bending and not breaking, we just don't want to get behind on, on like you said, a game manager like Brady. And Coach Arians is going to you know, he's gonna smell the blood in the water and, and he's going to keep coming. So it's, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I'm really looking forward to it. Me, me too. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I think it'll be in the 30s as well. I think a little bit closer to, to the line. I, I really think that three-point line, like a 34, 31, 35, 32 Chiefs win. Uh, the, way, the way I look at it too is um, I, I think there are concerns. The Buccaneers are a good team. They're a hot team. They haven't lost since the Chiefs beat them. Um, you know, they have Home field advantage is something always tough to beat a team twice, I think, though the Chiefs clearly had no problems doing that to the Bills uh, in the last game. So that, that's why it's so tough to beat the Chiefs. I think they're the best team, the most talented team with a great coaching staff, uh, a, you know, a quarterback who Mike, we're talking about the GOAT, might go down. He's going to, he, he's in that conversation. I think he will be certainly by the end of his career. Um, that said, the, the, Tampa does two things. Uh, so it's so hard to beat the Chiefs, but Tampa does two things that you need to do if you have any chance of beating them. They have a running game. Fournette has really emerged in the playoffs. So they have a nice two-headed running game with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. and they can rush the passer, which we talked about. So that's why I'd be surprised if the Buccaneers win. I wouldn't be shocked. Whereas, like, if, if the Browns had beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs, uh, you know, assuming – Mahomes had been healthy, or if I, I, that would have shocked me. If the, if the Chiefs hadn't won the AFC West, that would have shocked mm-hmm. me. So this is, you know, this is, I think, a little bit like, you know, like the 49ers Chiefs. Like, you know, the Chiefs, I think, were the better team, but, um, you know, a very competitive foe in, in, in the Super Bowl here. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, obviously it's it's great that, you know, the Chiefs in this whole run it back mentality have, you know, a lot of these players have been there. They're, they're mm-hmm. not going to feel the pressure. And obviously it's going to, you know, it's going to be a different environment, right? I mean, I don't know how many fans are going to be there uh, and ultimately and, and how crowded the stadium will be. I know they're, they're doing some really cool things with some already vaccinated healthcare workers yeah. and frontline workers and first responders. And I just think that is just really cool. You know, the NFL um, and, and, and both teams and the city of Tampa Bay and, you know, everybody's really doing the right thing by, by trying to make this a, at least somewhat of a celebratory environment in the midst of this pandemic. But, um, you know, th- there's just not going to probably be all of that hype and fanfare around the game that you would normally 
see at a Super Bowl, right? We already talked a little bit about there's no none of these pregame dinners and black tie affairs and all these things that that the players get a little bit distracted by and not having, you know, and family all coming in and coming to your hotel room and, you know, you're bringing your family and getting, you know, getting a, a you know, a room with your family as opposed to rooming with your, you know, the, the player that you've been rooming with for the whole season, you know, um, there's a lot, a lot, that's a lot for players to, to deal with. So maybe we'll see a more focused Super Bowl. We'll see a game that is, you know, much more, and, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but in a, a much, it's going to be much more regular season-esque in, in, in sort of going to work and bringing your lunch pail and just, you know, winning the game because it's the, it's the next game and not the Super Bowl. So I think it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, how, how it all plays out. I mean, right. Just, I know a lot of the media right here, some interesting things to, to talk about just outside of the, the football world of it. You know, I know a lot of big product companies are uh, limited, you know, limiting the amount of money they're spending on big ads because they feel like, you know, in the midst of this pandemic with so many people economically suffering, you know, both with lack of work or, you know, just, just from the economy being slowed down, you know, the, 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 the big product companies aren't going all out and these big, you know, commercial blitzes because they feel like, you know, it just wouldn't be the right thing to do. So it's kind of, I think a game's going to have a different feel to it, right? I mean, you know, you hope that too many people aren't having these big indoor parties and things and that they're keeping it, uh, you know, social distance and keeping within your pods and stuff of, of people, friends and family. So it's going to have a, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. You know, I think yeah, about last I, I year, I think, you know, last year when the chiefs won it, it was so fun. It was the hundredth anniversary and that was the big thing they had. It was so cool. They had Joe Montana and all these guys, you know, even Belgium, the, the greatest, the grace, they had all the great position groups they had the celebration of football. I would guess for the pre- game for this one you mentioned how they have uh people the the uh frontline workers who have been vaccinated i i think they're going to mention that i think it it might actually be a more solemn beginning mm-hmm. you know with some more but i once 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 the uh you know once the, the game is kicked off it, i think it's going to be a great one and and joe another thing i wanted to dig into uh we mentioned this on a pod uh a couple of weeks back when we were talking about the, uh, the playoffs, but I did a little bit more research into it, interviewed some people during Super Bowl week. Really cool that the Chiefs, you know, Bruce Arians, his first um, NFL coaching job was with the Chiefs, the running backs coach. You, you were there at the, the same time. And on his staff is Todd McNair and Kevin Ross. Yeah. We talk a lot about um, Philly guys here because uh, uh, your roots, they uh, – Arians coached the Temple. Mm-hmm. Both Ross and McNair went to Temple. I didn't realize, Joe, he actually, Arians recruited McNair to college. Yeah. And they've known each other 30. So some very cool, uh, you know, yeah, that, that, that's, that's very cool. And they, they were all talking this week how they're so excited. You know, it's the biggest game for them. But it's, it's surreal for them that they're now facing their, their, their former team. You know, Kevin Ross said he was rooting for the Chiefs last year. How could he not? Right, That's yeah, a cool. They're both subplot. two fantastic guys. I mean, Kevin and and Todd are just top shelf, and you know, Philly guys. I mean, I'll never forget when 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 I get drafted by the Chiefs and showed up there, and you know, Coach Arians, I saw him, met him for the first time, and he's like, "How'd they let a how'd they sneak a pen guy in here?" You know, <laughs> and 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 you know, we had a good laugh about it, knowing the Temple roots that he had, and and me being from Philly and everything. So it was it was actually really comforting and nice to know that you know he was there. It was a ton of Philly connections as we've talked about before in Kansas City, but 
you know, the rock, Kevin, you know, he was the rock before the rock before Dwayne Johnson. And, um, you know, and, and Todd is just, just, they're just two just fantastic guys. And, and, you know, it's, it's gotta be hard, right. For, for those guys to be watching, you know, this, this chiefs team that they spent so many years with and, and have probably those fond memories with, with coach Arians, you know, just talking about their time in, in, in Kansas city together. But, you know, when, when the gloves are going to come off, when the, when, the, when the whistle blows on Sunday and uh, you know, they're going to win the, win that game and get that ring for, for themselves. And um you know, I think it's, uh, you know, those subplots are, are fun, right, to, to, to really think about. Because that's, that's what makes sports sports, right? That's what makes it great is all these little matchups and, and, the, and the little the, – the, the sort of, like you said, subplots and, and little mini stories that are happening within the whole big game, right? There's, there's all these things going on. You know, one of the conspiracies uh, theories that I have heard and, and, and scuttlebutt, rumor mill, whatever you want to call it, is – Maybe Eric Bieniemy is uh, holding off taking any of these head coaching jobs, or or holding off because they think if Andy Reid wins this game, he may retire, and and maybe Eric Bieniemy takes over as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, that was something I heard. I, I don't think that was. I really don't think that was too off the wall. Hmm. You know, I mean, if Andy wins another one, you know what what more is he, what more is he going to do, right? True. And and he did it in the middle of of COVID. You know, he did it you know, with his, his, you know, obviously last year winning it, you know, in normal times. And then, you know, he wins, he wins the Super Bowl in COVID times. And, you know, he kind of just says, you know what, it's time. I've, I've had enough. And uh, maybe Eric Bannemi steps in. I, that was something I, I, I don't think that's actually too far fetched to think about. Reed, you know, Reed has previously said that he wants to coach into the 70s and how much he enjoys. I mean, the one thing is though, he's got, Mahomes, like who would it? You got this twenty-five-year-old yeah, superstar. You kind of might want to see that through. Uh, you know, uh, we're recording this Tuesday. We're going to post it Wednesday. Eric Bieniemy met with the media tonight, and that a lot of discussion about. Uh, I mean, how this guy doesn't have an NFL head coaching job is beyond me. But Joe, something is really cool. Um, he handled it great. He said his basically his tone was don't feel sorry for me. He's like, I have a great job. He's like, when the fit's right, it will come. Yeah. Um, and and I, I thought that was a great way to handle it for a, for a situation that could be very tough for him. Yeah, he's a true pro. I mean, it just comes out in everything he does, the way he handles himself, the way his players rally around him. You know, he's he's loyal to to Andy and to the Chiefs organization right now. And like like he said, and you know, stealing words out of out of his mouth, is he you know when the time is right, it's gonna it's gonna happen for Eric Bieniemy. He is gonna be a head coach in the NFL, and maybe it's just uh you know maybe it's, it's just not the right time for for him. Whatever we don't know all of the inside things that you know that go on with those decision making processes and and how it all works out but you know i I've, i'm still a staunch believer that he not only uh has the ability and the talent to be a head coach he should be a head coach and he will be a head coach yeah it's just it's it's probably just a timing thing at this point and um you know he's a young guy right he's he's we're the same age we came out in the same draft and he may have redshirted a year or two at Colorado, but you know I'm going to be 52 this month. He's probably somewhere between 51 and 53, depending on, you know, when he got out of high school and everything. So he's still a young guy. He's still got a long runway, and um, you know maybe maybe he just maybe it's better for him to, you know, mature one more year and 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 figure it out, and then and then the right job comes along. So you know, but he will be a head coach. There's, there's no doubt. The, the creative playbook, his ability to deal with the players. 
um, you know, the way that he handles himself, his organizational skills, he's, he's got it all. The oldest combined ages uh, for Arians and, and Reed of any coaching matchup uh, in Super Bowl history. So there's plenty of time for Eric. Joe, any, any final Super Bowl thoughts here? Well, you know, it's funny. I did see something that, that, that Tom Brady isn't actually the oldest player to be in a Super Bowl. Steve DeBerg, a little chief. Oh trivia there he was uh he played in the Super Bowl he's older than Tom Brady didn't start but he was still on, on the roster so uh you know there's a little 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 Chiefs tie-in there you know former Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Steve DeBerg actually the oldest uh, quarterback to to play in the Super Bowl um you know Jeff I, I just think it's going to be a great game I, I'm I'm excited about the matchup um, I'm excited on both sides of the ball. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, sometimes when, when somebody's offense or defense isn't up to snuff to the other person's, uh, you know, across the line, you know, whether it's the, the, the Bucks not having a great defense and the Chiefs having a great offense and vice versa, I think these are two very well-rounded teams with good matchups on both sides of the ball. Um, Make sure you keep an eye out on that offensive line play of the Chiefs versus that D line. I think that's going to be critical. And and you know, don't forget, you know, you still got this explosive offense of Kansas City that uh, is going to be going against a, you know a really tough defense. And you know, you got Tom Brady on the other side of the ball, who game you know game manager, whatever. He still has some weapons on offense. I mean, you, like you said, Jeff, they can still run the ball. And he's got some great receivers, and he's got Gronk. Who knows what he can pull out of his hat for one one more game, right? Um, you know, he, you know, if Brady and Gronkowski can come together for for one more strong game, it's. I think this is going to be a really fantastic game. I really do. I think it's going well, to come down to the wire. Gronk has always been so difficult for uh, for the Chiefs. Really, it seems like in all their uh, matchups, you know, one more matchup thing to talk about. These teams obviously played before. The Chiefs won 27-24 on November 19th. The story of that game was Tyreek Hill just going nuts. 13 catches, 269 yards. And they were really aggressive. The Bucks just going all out bliss, leaving in single coverage. I expect less of that. Like, I think that they've learned their lesson. I think they might be more aggressive than the typical team that faces the Chiefs because um, Mahomes is so good against the blitz. Teams are reluctant to blitz Mahomes, so they might blitz more than usual. But I, I think they've they learned their lesson, and I think that's another reason why it's going to be uh, so competitive. Well, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week to wrap up the Super Bowl. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.